I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Russ, we need to uh, kind of put a wrap on this conversation yeah. we've been having, this adventure we've been sharing with Mike and Jennifer Cottle, uh, who have been on an RV trek. They took a sat phone along. Which they utilized the first couple of times yeah, we connected. A couple of times, but we, we, there was cell service up there, and, and I'm glad they had the sat phone when they needed it, and it was good for us because that was the only option. Yeah, for one week anyway. Uh, yeah. they're both on the phone with us right now yeah. from their RV, RV adventure. For those that maybe haven't listened the past couple of weeks, and guys, the last time we checked in with you, I think you were headed to Jasper up there, just outside of Banff, right? Yeah, we're in Jasper right now, and we've uh, done a couple of hikes this morning. It's beautiful up here. It's actually incredible. Russ and I were reminiscing a little bit about our trip up there on motorcycles, and we only spent part of a day. We actually had lunch there, but we took that tram ride that goes up the side of the mountain. You can probably see it from wherever you are right now. Uh, we're not able to see it now, but we saw it this morning um, from an earlier hike. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually heading south. We wanted to get to Banff, and uh, the big, uh, big uh, highlight for us this week is the we finished the fourteen hundred and twenty-two miles on the Alcon Highway. It was a highway built in nineteen forty-two right. between the U.S. and Canada. That's really why we came on this trip, and it did not disappoint. It was spectacular. So so now you're headed down the Icefield Parkway, is that correct? Yes, that's where we're headed right now. We're oh. hoping to. We went to Athabasca Falls and the Malign oh. Canyon, which is beautiful. And then we're going to head to the Icefields. Well, you talk about the, the reason you went on this trip. It sounds like it met all of its expectations. Can you describe some of the scenery along the way? Oh, I mean, that and more. And I'd like to know I can't anticipate seeing such a beautiful show, but just the beauty, I mean, the nature, the, the mountains, the Canadian Rockies are incredible. We've seen so much wildlife, a lot of bears and moose, and down here in Jasper, there's elk that just meander around the campground, so that's been really fun. Oh, well, we've enjoyed riding along with you vicariously, so you haven't been to Banff yet. I was really anxious to see what you thought of Lake Moraine and some of the other stops there, but you still have more to come. Yep, Banff's going to be really the last main stop, and 
and we'll head back to Utah. Are you about worn out from being in an RV, or I mean, are you ready to get home now? <laughs> oh, we have fourteen grandkids at home, and we're missing them. But uh, the four and a half weeks that we've been gone has not been disappointing at all. The wildlife, as Jennifer just told you, is incredible. Lights, I Alaska is in winter, and the further we come. I'm in church today. It's probably 75 degrees, so they're going through the heat wave. Oh, wow. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what's the price of a gallon of gasoline in Canada right now? I'm sorry, say that again? I said, if you don't mind me asking, what's the price of a gallon of gasoline in Canada? Well, it's liters here. Yeah. And um, the cheapest that we've been able to find is $1.49 per liter. Uh, that's what we paid this morning, but we paid as high as two two dollars and like forty eight cents per liter uh, in some parts, which you can get about three liters in a gallon, and so you thought you can figure out how much that is. <laughs> Try not to think about. I wouldn't. It, yeah. think, I wouldn't want to think about it yeah. actually. All right. So, how many days are you going to spend in Banff? You know what? We've got a daughter in law who's. Uh, Whose uh, father-in-law isn't doing too good, and we think that we're probably not going to spend too much time, maybe a day or two in Banff, and then head home. Mm. All right. Well, we're glad that it's gone safely for you all this way. You're on the satellite phone now, I can tell. Yep, we are on the satellite phone. Yeah. All right, so the technology's working for you there. Well, we'll let you go because I know you're anxious to get back on the road, but we, uh, again, have appreciated you taking the time to share so much of your adventure with us. And I know it's something that many of our listeners probably dream about and are looking forward to, including Russ. Yeah. Uh, it's good to hear from you. Well, and you, you've got so much left to see. We talked about the other day, this wasn't a trip. It was an adventure, that's yeah. for sure. Being on the road in a motorhome up in Alaska is an adventure. Yeah. Well, that really sounds like it. All right, guys, uh, drive safe. Thanks again. Thank you. Very Thank much. you. All right, that is uh, yeah. Mike and Jennifer Cottle. There's I so could much tell more they were left. I know? could tell they were on the cell yeah. phone. Uh, well, I thought I thought it was just a bad cell connection. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm glad they did because they had a, they have a good place there to be on the cell phone. There, there's not a lot of obstruction. What's your memory on. of that drive uh, from Banff over to Jasper? Well, just just. I, was just, I mean, we were doing it on motorcycles. We were, I was blown away. I had never been around glaciers like that. You know, we, sure, we went to Glacier National Park, but that's nothing compared to those ice fields. Ice fields slash glaciers, yeah. same difference. But just when we pull in those pullouts and just stand and gawk at the, the scenery. Yeah. You know, and you have to pull out because if you don't, oh, you're, you're, you're not going to be paying especially, attention to the road. Especially on a motorcycle. Yeah. But uh, – People ask me, "Well, how was it?" I said, "Well, you've been in the you've been in the U.S. Rockies, right, in the Rocky Mountains through Colorado and everything." Yeah, I said, "That's nothing. No, nothing compared to the Canadian Rockies. The, the mountains are so much bigger. Oh, than Those Rockies, tremendous. That whole stretch of them. I do remember uh, the longest, and it was sort of a, uh, a flat stretch as we were coming from Banff to yeah. uh, Jasper. We ran into rain. I do remember that." And oh. uh, and, it, and it got a little nippy uh, on the way over there, as I remember as well. Anyway, uh, thanks again to Sky oh, Call. you bet. You bet. And if you uh, want more information, you can get a hold of uh, Russ by calling 801-450-8317. That's or look it. him up yeah. online. 
real quick, because uh, um, I don't know that we're going to have yeah. more time. Tell me about this inReach messenger well, before this, we wrap up. This does everything that the other inReaches do, except that it doesn't have a big screen on it. It's similar to the Mini, but uh, it it does have the ability with the app that you put on your phone to make a decision for you. If if your phone is out of service, out of cellular service, it's going to reroute it to this device, hmm. so that you you have more of a seamless communication with your clients and family and everything. So they're not going to have to have a special number for you to call. They're just going to text you if you don't get it on your if you you're not answering your phone or not. What I'm saying is is that it's it's like a satellite pager and it just uh, automatically transfers it. Yeah, it'll automatically transfer it. It's it's similar to those of you that have the uh, Zolio. It's very similar to that whole idea. But this also, of course, has uh, Garmin behind it. You also have the SOS button. It's on the Iridium system. Um, it's got a lot of other features. Uh, we'll we'll go over it some more in the future. As, yeah. As I'm gonna I'm gonna activate that one and start. Carrying so it's kind it of a tiny screen. So the text will show yeah. up in this window. No, here? it's gonna show up on your phone. In oh, the app. oh, yeah. Oh, it's, oh. All the Garmin stuff is that way. It will it will work standalone. But it's made to work with your phone. The kind of a cute thing that could have been an afterthought is that you have a cable for this to charge it, but that cable will also charge back to your phone. If your phone went dead and you just needed another two minutes on a call, an emergency call, you could charge your phone off wow. of the battery. On That's this. awesome. Yeah. What does that thing cost? Uh, it is about $300, a little under $300, like like one penny, less than $300. <laughs> But you know, Russ will give you a good deal on it. So Absolutely. Call me. All right. It's called the InReach Messenger from yes. Garmin. We'll, as you said, take a little more time. Right. I didn't want to go without uh, mentioning it or talk a little bit about it because we've been promising. I want to uh, take another break. Diane Pope, who is the producer of the Heber Valley Western Music and Cowboy Poetry Gathering, joins us to wrap up the program next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to KSL Outdoors Radio. I ride no pay, I lead no damn. I'm going to Montana for to throw the hoop. One of the last times I had a chance to go up to the Heber Valley Western Music and Cowboy Poetry Gathering, uh, up in uh, the Heber Valley, Russ, was when Michael Martin Murphy was performing there. And I just got an email the other day letting me know that it's that time of the year again, which I mm. should remember. It's always late fall. But the producer of this great gathering is with us, Diane Pope. Um, Michael's been there so many times, Diane. Is he a part of the show this year? 
Well, howdy, Tim. He is not. We did try to get him, and our schedules just didn't coordinate this year. So we're hoping for 2023 to have Michael back with mm-hmm. us. We do enjoy him, and he's been a friend of the gathering for many years. I'm here with another one of our members and, and one of our entertainers and our board members, Doug Pope. And so we're happy to talk with you today and tell you about the Heber Valley Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Well, Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure people knew is that it is so much more than just uh, uh, poetry. Now, for me... Cowboy poetry would be enough of a draw, <laughs> but uh, there used to be, anyway, horse shows, and we already established the fact that there's music, but there's art. There are so many other things to see. Oh, exactly. We have so much to offer. We have something for everyone, young and old. We have a, a old-fashioned train ride on the Heber Valley Railroad. We have the Mounted Shooters with us this year. They're, they are back with us, the Utah Mounted Thunder. They're always a big draw. We have the Mountain Man Traders Camp, and we have plenty of music. We have open mic for those aspiring to get on stage. Uh, and, it, and like I say, music, we have food, we have shopping. If you're interested in picking up your Christmas vac- your Christmas gifts, we have plenty of cowboy wares and vendors in the, the main auditorium area of our, our local high school here in Heber City. And we have dinner shows. Uh, Do you still a have variety of things. you still have your Sunday service uh, event on Sunday? We do, and this year we're going to have uh, Susie McIntyre with us. Her sister is the famous Reba McIntyre, and Susie traveled with her and uh, was part of her band for many, many years, and now has settled in her own career, and we're excited to welcome her to our Cowboy Church this year. Oh, my gosh. And you want to talk about a day, because a lot of the uh, Cowboy poetry, Russ, you know this, always is kind of quirky and funny, but there is some very serious stuff and some very spiritual uh, Cowboy poetry. Yeah, we enjoy Cowboy Church. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. It would be a, it would be something to put on your calendar if you're going to be up yeah. there. I was looking at some of the other musical names that are there. Paul Overstreet, yeah. uh, Ned Ledoux is the son of Chris Ledoux, who passed away. Oh, I've heard some of his music now. way yeah. too early. Yeah. I, guys, you wouldn't know this, or maybe you uh, do if you've heard my name floating around this market for about four decades now. But uh, more than a decade of my uh, career, my radio career, was in country radio. So a lot of these artists I've actually had a chance to meet and go to their concerts. But Sawyer Brown, one of the bigger draws here for years and years, and they're going to be a part of it this year. Yes, we're excited to welcome them. And Yeah, um, also, you know, we, we've got the the sons of a couple of famous uh, uh, musicians here this year. You mentioned Ned Ledoux. And it's his first time here. We're really excited to have Ned. And but we're also bringing back from last year Ben and Noel Haggard, the sons of uh, Merle Haggard, and they put on just a fabulous show last year. And we got such great feedback from everybody that went. We decided to bring him back again. And you know, you could close your eyes and you'd think Merle was on stage. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was about to say I've seen him sing a couple of times, and he sounds a lot like his dad. Are there uh, named poets that people would know? I mean, Waddy Mitchell's probably the biggest known name to anybody out there. Right. And Waddy has been our host of our gathering for many years and has retired this year. Oh. So filling his shoes will be our two of our very famous poets that we've had with us for many years, Jeff Carson and Andy Nelson. 
will be co-hosting this year. And Andy comes from Wyoming, and Jeff is a local from right here in Utah. And but they're both very, very great poets. And R.P. Smith will be joining us. He comes from uh, Nebraska. And he's a rancher in Nebraska, and so he knows what he's talking about and uh, has a great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, one, he's one of the best and funniest poets that, that you'll ever he, see. He uh, is basically humorous. He is so funny, he'll have you laughing out loud. Yeah. And we're welcoming Teresa Burleson from Texas this year. She's a female poet of the year. And we, our schedules have never uh, been able to meet before either. And so this year we brought her in. Our schedule coincided this year. And we're happy to have her. We're excited to get her on stage. Well, that's fantastic. I, I want to make sure people know where to get their tickets. Uh, HeberValleyCowboyPoetry.com for tickets and information. I don't know what your seating capacity for most of these shows here are here at the uh, Wasatch High School, but it is limited, so people need to make sure they get their tickets and get them early. It is. We have just over 1,000 seats to most of these concerts, and they go quickly. Sawyer Brown is just about to sell out and, and close to selling out in the other shows, but we have many, many things left for you to do. And get your tickets now is what I would suggest. One of my favorite things is to go and listen to the poetry, and oh, yeah. most of the time I'm just trying to figure out where is this story going, <laughs> and, and then there's always there's always a big payoff at it's the end, fun, yeah. and uh, it usually right. ends somewhere where you least expected yeah. it, which is one of the great reasons to do it. Well, guys, we appreciate you sharing it with us today, and I, again, I want to remind people of uh, where you can find your tickets. It's HeberValleyCowboyPoetry.com. Look at all the events between October 12th and October 16th and decide where you want to get up there with your family. We sure appreciate right. your time today. It's beautiful up here in the fall. Yep, bring sure your family. Is. It's a good time. Yep, it's uh, something we were talking about on the show today. All the fall colors, another reason to get up there. So uh, put it on the calendar. That's going to do it for the show this week. Russ, have a great week. Yeah, you too. And don't go away. Conference weekend, of course, means that we'll have a uh, shortened greenhouse for you coming up 8 to 10 and then take you over to Temple Square for the first of five sessions for the 192nd annual, semi-annual Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have a great weekend, everybody. Know that Wyoming will be new home. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.